I miss parts of it. I do, you know, but there are things that I enjoy now that I could not have enjoyed if I would have kept that career. It's so easy to focus on what you're giving up when you're making a change instead of thinking about what could I be gaining here? What could this new opportunity be bringing me? Hello and welcome back to Plot Twist, the podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Page. I'm a recovering reporter turned podcaster here to share the plot twists in people's lives and their motivational stories that will inspire us all to live life to the fullest. Now, there are thousands, if not millions of podcasts out there, so I'm grateful that you've chosen to listen to my podcast. I've learned so much from my guest stories, and I hope you have as well. If you like listening to this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you took a minute to rate it. It really helps me out and helps more people to hear about the podcast. Thank you so much. Well, I cannot wait to share this episode with you. Today, you'll be hearing from Brittany and Ely. Born and raised in rural Iowa, Brittany always had big dreams of escaping small town living and being a successful career woman. This led her to pursue TV broadcasting, which she did for 10 years. In today's episode, Brittany talks about leaving her dream career as a lifestyle TV host for another dream, getting married and building a family. Her journey to becoming a mom has not been easy, and she's run into really hard hurdles along the way. She talks about the struggles she's faced and how a positive mindset and yoga have helped her through one of the toughest years of her life. Well, I appreciate you coming on today to share your story. I'm excited to talk about it. Me too, honestly. Like I've been excited about this since we booked it. So I appreciate you taking the time and for doing this because it seems like a podcast that I would absolutely love to listen to because I've gone through such massive life changes and it can make you feel really alone um, sometimes. So uh, I'm definitely excited to be a part of this and then hear the other stories that you collect along the way. Yeah, so let's start by talking about before your plot twist. So what were you doing before then? You were in TV news? Yes, I was. So I had recently made the transition from being in news to lifestyle TV. It was at the same station. They had just launched a lifestyle show, which was my absolute dream. I had done TV news reporting, producing, anchoring for about seven years. And then my station launched this lifestyle show. And I'm like, what do I need to do to get my name in the hat to be a host of this? Um, so I interviewed and I got it. So that was what I was doing right before my plot twist. I had been a lifestyle TV host for three years in the Quad Cities, which is like Market 99, I think. So um, based in Illinois, or yeah, in Rock Island, Illinois. Okay, so you were living your dream job and then yes. you decided to make a change and a lot happened once you yes. decided to make a change. So can you talk about why you decided to leave news? Yes. So right after we had launched the show in 2018, I had matched with Shay, who ended up who is now my husband. I matched with him on Bumble and uh, we realized that uh, we lived three and a half hours apart. We act, I actually matched with him when I was in my hometown for a wedding. So anyway, then when I got back to the Quad Cities, I'm like, where do you live exactly? Anyway, so I 
had met him and we started dating and we were doing long distance. Again, it was a three and a half hour trip. So we're talking a seven hour round trip, um, one of us driving every single weekend. And that was obviously a lot. I was 30 years old at the time. I just turned 30. And as I was going through, it was it was so difficult because I absolutely love being a lifestyle host. I mean, I feel like I was made to do that. I was so in my element. But then I met the man of my dreams and it's like, okay, what do you do? And I knew, especially when I turned 30, I I mean, I want to be a mom so, so, so bad. I want to get married and I want to have children. And so I, it felt like I didn't know how to do both because if you've worked in television news, you, you kind of know that you have to go where the job opening is. And especially if you work in lifestyle TV, there are just less opportunities. I mean, there are like, there are there are a ton of opportunities if you want to be a morning news anchor, but even less if you want to be a lifestyle host because there are just less lifestyle shows out there. And my husband actually lives near my hometown, like an hour and a half. So, and his family lives here. So it just, it felt like it made sense for me to move to him. He also has a business here that is not something he could pick up and move. It's very rooted here in this community. So in, in that is could support our entire family. And if you've ever worked in TV, you know that you you are overworked and underpaid chronically, most likely. And so yes. that was my situation. And so I'm like, gosh, it, it was it was a difficult decision. But that is why I ultimately decided to leave because I did not see how I could make it all work. I didn't see how I could continue working in lifestyle TV. At this point, I was not willing to continue working in news because we live in an area where they have a couple news stations. It's a it's a starter market here. But then again, I'm like, I don't want to go back and start at a, and work at a starter market and also not work in lifestyle because they don't have a lifestyle show here. They just have newscasts. And I'm just like, that was not appealing to me. So that is why, long story, that's just why I decided <laughs> to get out of uh, television because it just was not conducive with me wanting to get married and start a family. Okay. Yeah. So things changed and you had this other dream. And so you pursued that. And, and what was that like leaving that lifestyle TV show position that you had? Uh, honestly, it was really hard. It was actually a lot harder than I thought it would be. At the time, I was just so focused on not doing long distance anymore. If anyone has been in a long distance relationship, I mean, I just am not made for that. I, it was It was really, really hard. I was so hyper-focused on just you know, us finally living together in the same spot. I didn't really think about how like maybe the emptiness I would feel of leaving something I had worked so hard to get to. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely felt that once I moved here and it's like, I wasn't working full time. I wasn't working in television anymore. And I, I had been the inaugural host of this show. I had built this show. And so it was like my baby in a sense. And I just left it. And, and I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's still, it's a job. Obviously you have some days that you're just like, ah, uh, but I, for the most part, it was, I mean, it was the highlight of my entire career. I really enjoyed it. it. It was difficult and it made me question my identity a lot because that was who I was, is a, a lifestyle TV host. And I was proud of what I did. And I felt like I was good at what I did. I felt like I was actually making a difference because it was all positive, uplifting coverage that we did in our community. So I felt like I was really making a positive change in our community by giving folks a platform to share their stories on and and talk about their nonprofits and and everything like that. So it it was it was very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I think 
a lot of people who are in the TV news business can relate that it does become your identity Mm -hmm. and you put so much into the job that once you don't have that, you kind of have to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. And so once you once you left, how what was that process like? What did you do to kind of figure out who you are, what you were going to do instead of being a lifestyle host? Right. So I have always loved health and fitness. And so I thought, okay, uh, and yoga in particular, I absolutely love yoga. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll get certified to teach yoga because the plan that me and my husband kind of made was that when we did have kids that I would stay home at least part-time, potentially full-time. But I I had a feeling I don't know if I don't know if I could be a sane human being and stay at home full time. I just didn't know if that was the right choice for me. So I'm like, I need something else. So I'm like, maybe I could become a yoga instructor and and maybe do that uh, throughout the week so I can get out of the house and have something of my own. So I got certified to teach yoga um, in 2021. And right now, currently, I'm working on launching an online studio for yoga that's faith-based because I'm also a Christian that's foundational to who I am. So it's been really fun to be able to combine yoga and my faith together and do it in an online platform, which also uses a lot of my media skills because I'm I'm recording my own classes at home and then I'm editing them. So that's something obviously I learned in television. So that's been fun. And I, I'm working on getting that launched, but uh, that's a whole new ball field too. Like, I mean, I I know nothing really about owning your own business. So I'm, I'm learning that as we go. That's awesome. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool to see the different things that former journalists are doing because we have so many skills and sometimes it's hard to see how it translates, mm-hmm. but it does. We have so many amazing skills that we can use for, you know, video editing, writing, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so you're doing that and then you guys were trying to have a baby, but that mm-hmm. was a difficult journey for you if you could talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So our infertility journey was a huge part of our plot twist. So um, Shay and I actually started trying to conceive about, gosh, like it, it, we, we tried to conceive for three and a half years. And during the first year, it was more just like casual. And then after the first year, it's like, I wonder why this hasn't happened yet. Meanwhile, we were doing long distance at this time. So that's, that could have been a factor in this. But then about a year and a half, we started doing some testing. And then we realized there was an issue. Um, we were dealing with male factor infertility. So we had dealt with both. You know, I went through extensive testing. He did as well. And so it was nice to have an answer, uh, okay, this is why you're having trouble. And we were given a less than 10% chance of conceiving naturally, which was absolutely heartbreaking because this, we got that kind of diagnosis after I had left my career and I had moved up here. And one of the major reasons I decided to leave my career is because I wanted to have the margin in my life to become a mom that could stay at home uh, most of the time and, and everything. And so that was just devastating. I'm like, what in the world? They gave us some options. They're like, you know, artificial reproductive technology would be what we would recommend or adoption. And we definitely wanted our own biological children. So we decided to do some IUIs, which are interuterine insemination. Essentially, it's like a turkey baster. I know it's really, that's what <laughs> The doctors even say this seriously. <laughs> They're like the turkey baster method, but really it's just they, you're, you, you know, your husband gives his sample and then they in- essentially inject it into your, into your uterus when you're about to ovulate. So we did two rounds of that and they failed miserably. It, it was just our chances from the sample were like 
less than 10%. So they really didn't give us a better chance than us just trying naturally. So we decided to pursue IVF. And if you anyone knows anything about IVF, it is much more invasive. It is much, much more expensive. And to make matters worse, we were about, uh, we're about three hour drive from the nearest clinic that offers IVF. Oh, jeez. Uh, so- it, yeah, so it's a six-hour round trip just to go up and do any type of appointment. Um, so Minneapolis, Minnesota would be the nearest place. During this time, I mean, I would say my mental health was just a wreck. I was so lost. I'm like, what am I – like, what is my life? Like, I went from feeling so – happy and confident in my being a lifestyle host. And I was living in the city at that time in a city I really liked. When my husband and I got married, I moved moved to rural Minnesota. So we live in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) We live, I mean, it's beautiful out here. Don't get me wrong, but it is, it is very isolating because, you know, it's, I have to drive 30 minutes if I just want to go to the grocery store. So it's very isolating. And again, I didn't have a full-time job. I'm new to the area. I'm in my thirties. So it's, it's, hard to meet people when you're in the age, I feel like sometimes. And then not to mention, it's like what I want to more than anything is to be a mom. And now this is such a struggle. We don't know when this is going to happen. We don't know how this is going to happen. We don't even know if this is going to happen. And I'm just like, my my mental health was like just terrible. So just lots of anxiety because of the uncertainty and, and depression, because I was just, I felt just so lost. So that was incredibly difficult. Yeah. And so then through all of this, you also had kind of another scary plot twist that was thrown into it, if you could talk about that. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I was, gosh, uh, 32 years old at the time. I'm 34 now. And I had been seeing a gastroenterologist because of just some gastro issues. And through happenstance blood work, just routine blood work, they found that my liver enzymes were incredibly elevated, my ALP levels, which is basically it can signal liver disease. And I am like, what? What is going on? So anyway, we were going through all of this as I was moving up to Minnesota. So it was right after I had left the my, my career. I had moved here to Minnesota. Shay and I were married. And so I was going to these appointments. And long story short, they um, after ultrasound and MRI and a liver biopsy, I was diagnosed with a softball-sized liver adenoma. Now, this is just a tumor that that grows on your liver. And mine was caused by hormonal birth control pills. And so this is something I think is very important for women to know. My case is incredibly rare. It is very rare to get a softball sized liver tumor from birth control pills, but it can happen. I guess I just assumed that birth control was as safe as taking ibuprofen because it is prescribed so frequently to so many women. I was on it for 15 years straight. I never went off it from age 15 to age 30. So the longer you're on it, the the more risk you are at for developing these types of tumors. I didn't know there was a risk. Exactly. That's crazy. I am like, what? And I, I understand that it's so rare that it's like, is every doctor supposed to say, well, there's a 0.0 blah, blah percent chance you could get this. I don't know. But I was under the impression that just birth, like I just had no idea that this was even possible possible. It'd be nice if you were warned about it. Like this is a possibility. (laughs) Right. I do feel like there is more conversation about 
how hormonal birth control pills can impact your health as a female, whether it's mental or physical health. I feel like that's becoming more of a thing. But gosh, when I was 15 years old, uh, no, that was like almost 20 years ago. There, There was no talk about that, you know? So I blindly took it for 15 years. And at the time, we didn't know they they said it looked like it was benign so non-cancerous it looked like that but they didn't know for sure without actually taking a larger sample of the liver and because of the sheer mass of it i was at a higher risk of it spontaneously rupturing or hemorrhaging and also because estrogen is what feeds these tumors which is why it's caused by the uh, birth control because you are taking synthetic estrogen if you are pregnant while you have one of these, it is very dangerous for not only you, but also the baby. So they're they're First of all, they're like, stop trying to conceive. And they're like, we need to get this tumor out. So literally the week after we got back from our honeymoon in Hawaii, I had liver surgery, a major oh abdominal surgery. And they removed, they resected about 30% of my liver to get the tumor out. And then I recovered from it. It was by far the most painful experience of my life, but I recovered well. And I mean, now my liver enzymes are normal. I mean, I've fully recovered from it. They don't really have any, I mean, I'll have some follow-up checkups, but I mean, everything looks fine, but it was just to be so young, you know, 32 years old and, and have this massive tumor. It, it was incredibly scary. And And yeah, and honestly, a blessing that we found out about this again through happenstance. So I always encourage people get routine blood work. Usually you don't when you're a healthy young person. And that's why my doctors never said, oh, you should just get routine blood work because why would you, why would you spend the money? A lot of insurances don't cover just, you know, if routine blood work, if you just want to have it, if you don't have a reason, but I still encourage people to do it. I had zero symptoms, none. My gastro issues were totally unrelated. So I, I mean, you're thinking about the size of a softball, that tumor, and I had no symptoms. And so you just never know what's going on sometimes. And again, I'm not trying to scare people. I'm just, I I just think it's smart to kind of have all the information and knowledge that you can. So, so yeah, we went through that uh, in 2021 as well. So. Wow. That is crazy. It, it is good to know. I think the more we know about our health, the better. And like you said, we don't always get checked out if we think we feel healthy. So I, I'm a big proponent of going and getting these tests. It doesn't hurt to just double check. So that's amazing that you were able to to find that because who knows you know, what would have happened if you hadn't. So wow. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And probably the last big plot twist to all of this <laughs> Whew, uh, might get emotional because it's in a good way. Uh, so we had all of this kind of just heaviness, you know, like in just struggle, like me really missing my career a lot, me feeling isolated, me having my liver surgery, and then us having so many struggles to get pregnant. It was the hardest year. Of my, and this all happened within a year. I moved to Minnesota, left my career in April, 2021. And then in April of 2022 of this year, We finally, after month and month delays, just for whatever reason, we are finally going to begin IVF um, in April. And I was just, I was nervous because you have to inject daily, like with needles, uh, drugs to hyperovulate. Then you have to do a surgical egg egg retrieval, and then you have to fertilize the eggs to embryos. And then you, it's, there are so many steps to IVF and it's, it's also not a hundred percent, you know, we had good odds, but also it's like, there are so many parts that you're just like waiting on the edge of your seat and you don't know it's emotionally and physically and financially taxing. I was, 
I was very anxious about it, but also excited that we were like starting the ball rolling to start our family. So we were scheduled to start the drug injections the Wednesday after Easter in April. And I remember on Easter Sunday, I was visiting with my family and they're all asking, so how are you feeling? IVF is coming up this week. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really anxious. I feel like there's a ton of bricks on my chest, but uh, you know, like I, I, it is what it is. Like, you know, maybe this will get us our baby. And that's ultimately the dream. The next day on that Monday, I, I had noticed that I wasn't cramping as much as I normally do before my period. And of course, Every single cycle, I'm just like, what if I'm pregnant? What if I'm pregnant? And every single cycle, I was not pregnant. So it was like, my husband's like, you know, because I would Google, you know, symptoms, like just like totally obsessively. And he would see that and it would just get to me. He's like, he's like, Brittany, you know, just put Google away and, you know, just relax. And so I told myself, if I wake up Monday morning and my period's not here, I am just going to take a pregnancy test just so I can stop obsessing about it because that Wednesday I was supposed to start my drugs. And so I got up that morning really, I just woke up really early and I took the test. I was so tired. So I just set an alarm on my clock to wake up in three minutes or whatever. And so I groggily walk into the bathroom and I see two pink lines on this pregnancy test. And it seriously felt we were supposed to start IVF in two days. I I felt like the room was spinning. That's crazy. And I literally started hyperventilating. I'm like, and it was it was like two dark pink lines. And oh. my husband's like, he jumps out of it. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like he thought, he didn't know. And it, then he quickly, he's like, I think he figured it out. He ran into the bathroom and he's like, oh, oh, oh my, he was speechless and I was speechless. And and it's like, we were in total disbelief. He's like, well, one line is slightly fainter than the other. What does that mean? I'm like, no, Shay, if it's two lines, you're pregnant. But I'm like, he's like, we'll take another test. I'm like, well, I don't have any pee left. I can't. So it was, it was really funny, but that's, that's when we found out that we are pregnant with our miracle baby. And today I'm 31 weeks pregnant with our healthy baby boy. So we are due on Christmas day also. (laughs) So it's a miracle from God. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind about it. That is amazing. Especially considering Mm -hmm. everything that you guys went through. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It, it, I can't believe in nine weeks I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to be holding my baby. I just, I, it blows my mind. Uh, and honestly, since I found out I was pregnant, so much has changed. Like my mental health and just my joy and uh, a new sense of purpose that I was, I felt like I was lacking before. Like it, it feels like just this blessing has had a ripple effect on my personal life and my health and my marriage. I mean, everything has just improved. So it's, it's crazy what can happen in a year and then how much can change just in, in one day, you know, in, in one moment, really. I think that's a good lesson for people to hear because sometimes we're scared, like you were scared to leave your job and you don't know what the future holds, but so much can change in a year, like you said, like now you're Mm -hmm. having your baby and it's just, it's amazing. It really is. And and that's such a great point. And it's, it's scary. And, and still sometimes I, I miss, I miss my career, but I'm also like, you know, there are pros and cons to absolutely everything. So anytime that I start thinking, oh, I, you know, I really miss my career. It was nice to be a career woman and to, you know, 
and to have somewhat of that significance and to be in the public eye and feel like you're making this difference to your community and everything. I, I do miss that, but I'm also like, I have so much freedom in my life now. Now that we we own our own business, like I don't have to ask my boss if I can go on vacation. I just take vacation. I don't have to request a sick day or I just, you know, I have had so much margin in my life for self-care. I've never had that before. And honestly, 10 years of working in television is exhausting. I've just had time to rest and, and to just, you know, prioritize my personal life. So that's, it, it's, it's honestly been amazing. So anytime I try to get negative and just like, oh, I, I miss my career so much. I'm like, yes, I do. I miss parts of it. I do, you know, but there are things that I enjoy now that I could not have enjoyed if I would have kept that career. So it's, again, it's, it's about focusing on what you have instead of what you're missing. Because if you're chronically thinking about what you're missing, you're going to be a very sad person. So yeah, I think we all go through seasons of life. So that's what I try to tell myself is I had that season, I enjoyed it, but now I'm in a new season and there's mm-hmm. so many things you can enjoy in this season or this chapter. And I think something that's really helped me is gratitude as mm-hmm. well, which I, I saw one of your yoga videos was about gratitude. So after this, I'm going to have to <laughs> to watch it and do the, the yoga. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Gratitude is absolutely huge. I mean, it is, it is amazing. It's a game changer for sure. And talk a little bit about, so you have your baby coming and now you're, you're starting this business with yoga. So how, how has that been going? I think I'm a little bit intimidated to actually start launching it. So I'm working currently on recording pre-recorded classes, currently prenatal classes because I'm pregnant. I love that though. There's not like people need that. Yeah. I agree. And I think that a lot of communities, especially if you're from a smaller community, you're probably not going to have a yoga studio and you're probably not going to have prenatal classes. And so I, I really hope that these online offerings can reach a lot of people to be able to use, especially the prenatal uh, packs that I'm creating. So basically, I'm just recording and editing pre-recorded classes and going to be putting them on an online video platform. Um, and then when after the baby, then I'll be doing like an online subscription where I'll be doing a new class every single week. So folks can get just a variety of classes and, and you can watch those whenever you want, wherever you want, you know, so it's not like you have to be at a certain place at a certain time. It's like, okay, what's the new video of the week and, and to practice that. So Currently, I'm just, yeah, just working on getting those classes recorded and trying to figure out, you know, all the mechanisms to get my website to communicate with the video platform and in all of that stuff. So I still, you know, working through it. But yeah, so and then when the baby comes, it's really going to be a, a perfect gig for me because he'll be going to daycare two days a week. And during those two days, I will work on my yoga business, either recording or editing or, you know, other things that I might have to do for for that. So it's, I I really hope that it's going to provide me with a little bit of something beyond my home because I, my, my family and will always come first, but I also want a little something to, for my own, you know, to, to feel like I am making a difference outside of my home. I think that's important. So hopefully I'm praying that this is the avenue that works best. I am excited about it. So we will, we will see. So nothing is launched quite yet. I do produce uh, some content on social media just because I, I love sharing my yoga and my faith, but yes, hopefully sometime very soon I'll be launching the actual uh, classes online. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll be sure to share your social media you. so everyone can follow along. Yeah. I was like watching a bunch of like <laughs> your reels on Facebook today. I'm like, oh, these are oh, so fun. Thank you. 
it was cool to see like starting from, you know, before you right. were pregnant and kind of seeing like, you know. <laughs> I know, the, the growth that goes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we talked a little bit about it, but, you know, why do you think that change is so important? Because I think a lot of us get in our comfort zone and we, we just get so scared to change. But at some point, you have to get out of that comfort zone. Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing for me is I think it helps, I mean, open up opportunities. And sometimes it's it's so easy to focus on what you're giving up when you're making a change instead of thinking about what could I be gaining here? What could this new opportunity be bringing me? I think it's also important to reevaluate your values because that, I mean, again, that was the major reason why I decided to make this change. It's like, okay, Brittany, what do you value more than anything? And for me, that's my faith, my family, and my health. Those are my three va- core values. And it's like, okay, a TV career is great, but where does it fit? Where does a TV career fit into my, my values? It, it really didn't. And so it, it, it's like making that big decision, it, it reestablished what my values were. And I also think it's, it, it can strengthen you and empower you. I mean, Honestly, the first year after I left television was one of the hardest years of my entire life for all the reasons we've talked about. But I look back at that and man, I feel empowered. I'm like, I got through that. And there's something huge to be said for that, I think. It, it boosts your confidence and it makes you realize like I can do hard things. And what's your advice to someone who's in a spot maybe similar to yours where maybe they want to have a family and they want to start this new chapter of their life, but they're terrified to leave maybe this other part of their life behind that they've known and dreamt of having for so long? I know I sound like a broken record about focusing on the positive, but truly that is what has helped me the most because believe me, I still have my days where I get back in my head and I feel, I feel like, okay, what am I even doing with my life? Like I don't have a full-time job. I, you know, I, I get down on myself, but then I'm like, stop. We're not going there. We're not going there. We are focusing on what we have and what we're grateful for. So I think gratitude, like you mentioned earlier is huge and being like, okay, what does this huge change, what is it, what opportunities is it bringing me? Because there will be sacrifices that you have to make, you know, there will be, but it's like, focus, don't focus on those sacrifices, focus on, okay, what am I gaining through this? And every time I think about my freedom and how much more time and margin I have for my family and my personal life, it really helps me cope with, I guess, what I've sacrificed uh, to get here, you know? Yeah, you've been through so much. It's crazy that that whole year. Yeah, so it's not glad to think to about that. Everything's going yes, well. It is. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to add or think is important for people to know? Just you know, no matter what your situation is, just one breath at a time, one day at a time, and you can do extraordinary things, and you can get through it, no matter how you know, difficult it may seem in the moment. There is a season for everything and some seasons are really hard and you can do it. You can get through it and enjoy, enjoy the easy seasons and learn from the hard ones. <laughs> and do you recommend yoga? Do you think that helps if people are feeling stressed? That's what I've heard. That's why I'm trying to get yes. into yoga. Like you said, like yes. breathing. I, I think that people don't realize how much there is to mm-hmm. yoga. They think it's just, you know, flexibility or if you can kind of explain oh, that. totally. I mean, that is why I got into yoga is purely for the physical postures. I'm like, oh, I just want to improve my mobility and flexibility. And it is amazing for that. But one thing that yoga does that 
few other activities do is it puts so much focus on being in the present moment and using movement as meditation. And if you're like a lot of people, meditation feels really hard and it feels like you're kind of quote unquote wasting time because you're sitting there and you're just like, okay, this doesn't like, this is just aggravating to me. Yoga is a beautiful way to include meditation while you're moving because while you're moving vinyasa flow, especially that's the type of yoga that I teach. Basically you string movements together with breath. And when you're doing that, like certain movements are done on an inhale, then certain moments or, or movements are done on an exhale. And so you are, you are always conscious of your breathing, or at least that's the goal. You're, you're, you're trying to be conscious of your breathing. You do not realize you go throughout your entire day, how much you hold your breath. And, and how much, how little attention you give to your breath, but just by focusing on your breath, it puts you in your body and it, and it gets you out of your head. Because I think we get into a lot of trouble when we are always in our head. We are not meant to be living in our head constantly, like be in the body. Because when you're in the body, you're in this moment and you're not thinking about, oh, what do I need to do later? Or, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that in the past. You are here and now because really that's all we, that's all we have. And by doing all of that and focusing on the present moment and meditating with movement, it, it truly is good for your mental health. I mean, it improves concentration and focus. It reduces stress and anxiety, and it has tons of physical benefits to the central nervous system that can physically just relax you, which also has a huge impact on your mental health as well. It was a huge tool for me when I was going through my year from hell, as I call it. So yeah, I can't recommend yoga enough. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to try it. Because like you said, I get in my head and I like replay situations. And yeah, it's You're just not, alone, <laughs> not, help- <laughs> it's not healthy for anybody. Right. So, And I like that because I've tried – meditation and it does feel Mm -hmm. awkward. Like you're trying not to think and you're trying to be present in the moment. But I think by doing yoga, focusing on the movements, that's a lot easier than just sitting there. Exactly. It feels a little more productive, I guess, you know, so. Well, the last question I want to ask you that I ask all of my guests is what is your favorite quote? I forget the one that I wrote on the document. I Oh, you're good. Let's see. I I was trying to look at that because there's another one I'm thinking, but I'm like, the one I wrote down, I, I know is a really good one that I love. Let's see. Change your thoughts and you change your world. Yes. Okay. Norman Vincent Peale, I believe. He is an author and a very Christian man. So yeah, I I, I, I love that because so often we can feel like a victim of our circumstances. We can have the victim mentality. I mean, gosh, I know I get into that hole a lot, actually. And it's like, okay, I if you actively change your thinking you can change your entire perspective, your experience in life. Thoughts are so powerful. And I think sometimes we we don't realize that we have the power to change the what we think. It's like, okay, I'm having this thought. I'm just going to believe this thought. No, I'm going to question that thought. I question my thoughts all the time. I have negative thoughts in my head all the time. I think people think because, oh, I'm a Christian, I practice yoga, and I'm very bubbly, that I'm just this positive person all the time. I have to work at it. You know, I get a negative thought and I'm like, whoa, okay. Is that true? Is that actually true? So I change my thoughts and I'm like, no, that's not true. And I'm, I'm going to actually refute that thought with scripture or a positive thought. And you change your thoughts. And I promise you, your whole life is going to change. Your whole world is going to change. Like that quote said. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I've done a lot of personal growth this past year, reading a lot of like personal growth books. And that's one of the things they mentioned. So I've started to do that because (laughs) 
I've been a negative Nelly like all my life. Like I'm always the person where the the cup is half empty. So and that's something I've wanted to work on, mm-hmm. especially when I was in news. I was surrounded by negativity. So that's when I started the self-growth work of trying to find the positive in every situation. But it it definitely does help because we have negative thoughts. We're all human. It happens. But once you start to notice it and stop and think and reframe it, I think that is just so helpful. So I think that's something that if anyone's listening to this, just try for a week to just notice your thoughts and reframe it because it'll it'll change your life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your story. You have such an amazing and inspirational story. And I know there's other women out there who are probably going through something similar and are having troubles, you know, having their own baby. So I think it'll help them to hear your story. I really hope so. Yeah, I just want I want women to know couples to know they are not alone because it can feel like a very lonely journey. So Miranda, thank you so much for giving the opportunity to share my my story. I love the concept of your podcast. And I can't wait to hear other women share their stories. Thank you again, Brittany, for sharing your story. And for reminding us of the importance of focusing on what we do have instead of what we're giving up when we go through change. Like always, you can find all the information on how to follow Brittany in the show notes. For extra content, including photos from Brittany's story, like her baby announcement, head to my website, plottwiststory.com, and click on the Stories tab. Which episode, which story has been your favorite? I'd love to know. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram at plottwiststory. Until the next episode, remember... It's your story, so feel free to hit him with a plot twist whenever you want.